Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. This week, my intention is to help you keep running the race of faith with a winning mindset. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, number 95, Running to Win. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions and find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 95. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Today's show is all about running to win. As a young person, I was athletic. I ran on the cross-country team and was a member on the track and field team for running. I was running to win, and the accumulated track wins landed me two positions on the roster for OFSA, the Ontario Provincial Finals for high school students. I placed in the 800-meter and 2,000-meter classes. I remember feeling so proud of my accomplishments in running. That was until OFSA. As I ran in my first race, I felt a sudden pop with a burning sensation and immediately buckled under the pain. I hobbled my way to the finish line because I knew my coach wouldn't go light on me if I quit in the middle of the race. But pushing it wasn't good for my long-term knee health. I was so sad that my dreams of making my name as a track star ended in such defeat. But my drive to be one who runs to win hasn't left. I'm just running in different arenas. There's a lot of great movies about running like Chariots of Fire, McFarland USA, Unbroken, and the one most everyone has seen, Forrest Gump. But younger people might just know about the Bubba Gump restaurant chain. Forrest Gump wasn't one of my favorite movies, but absolutely one of those iconic movies of the 20th century. Forrest was an overcomer. Someone who persevered to win at life through a crazy set of circumstances. It's a fictitious story that is really crazy and implausible, but you can get so much out of this movie when you consider the endurance that he showed. The focus verse for today is 1 Corinthians 9.24 from the Message Translation, and I think Forrest embodied the meaning of the words. In 1 Corinthians 9.24, Paul said, You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs. One wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. And thankfully, not only one person wins, heaven is open to everyone. Life can be like a box of chocolates, Forrest Gump says. But I'm going to say life can be like a game of hockey. One of the devotions in my Soul H2O devotional book is called Run to Win. Yeah, I use the title twice. The devotion was written during a time when Todd and I had gone to one of my stepson Brandon's hockey games. I was nervous when the other team scored first, but his team was playing to win that night and win they did with the final score of six to three and three of those goals were assisted by Brandon. 
Am I bragging on our boy? You bet. It was such an exciting game to watch because the boys were so focused on winning to the very end. Not so exciting were the games when his team got behind in scoring and they just gave up. It frustrated Brandon to no end. He's someone who strives to win in everything he does. That year in high school, he was captain of not one, but two hockey teams. The kid played to win. When we're gaining on things, it's easy to stay excited and focused on winning. We can be friendlier, happier, and take more chances when things are going well. It's harder to stay focused and keep that victor mentality when we start falling behind. Our speed decreases, along with our ambition. Soon we've gone from full speed ahead to sitting on the bench. Too many times we just take ourselves out of the game. We give up when we need to rally ourselves and exercise our hope because we serve the God of comebacks. Just think of Calvary and what it looked like. Sure defeat. Remember that Good Friday is followed by Easter Sunday and Christ's resurrection. God desires for you to win and His Word assures it. So keep the faith and run to win. But girls, if you're going to run to win, you'll have to keep your eyes on the prize. In Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3, there's a great analogy Paul uses from a stadium with a running event. And I hope you can picture this scene in your mind. The NIV says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God in victory Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Today, we're going to pick apart these verses and see what it takes to have the heart of a winner. Focus is very important. It's imperative that you fix your eyes on Jesus. When my son Brandon, oh wait, I guess I better explain. If you're new to my ministry, that might sound a little strange, But if you're one of my weekly Soul H2O devotion subscribers for any length of time, you know a little bit more about my family. Well, you did hear right. I said Brandon, my Brandon, after mentioning my stepson, Brandon. Yes, Todd and I have bookend Brandons. My son is the oldest of our bunch and Todd's Brandon is the youngest. Well, back to the story. My son, Brandon, had a little lump start to form in his upper eyelid one night. The next day, he woke up with his eye super swollen and red, so I had him ice it. Within an hour of him being up, the swelling had increased, and so had the red around his eye that was almost now shut. I called the doctor's office, and our family doctor told us to come in right away. As soon as she saw it, the family doctor told me to head straight to the closest hospital and affirm that she would be calling ahead so they were ready for us. I drove to the hospital that was half an hour away, rushing into the overfull emergency room. We were whisked away into a procedure room within minutes where the emergency room doctor explained how we had to act fast so the infection didn't go to Brandon's brain. I was shocked, but now understood why all the rush. The ER doctor went to find a nurse, but came back any minute by himself and said, well, mom, I guess you're assisting me today. Gulp. 
As a mom, I was freaking out inside. This was my boy, my firstborn. Fear started taking up residence in my thoughts while I tried to keep a positive look on my face for Brandon's sake. Next, the ER doc told me to keep Brandon's focus off of what he was doing. Keep focus on Brandon. So difficult because there were fear in his eyes. At one point, the doctor asked me a question and I made the mistake of looking towards him. And if you're squeamish, you might want to plug your ears for a short second. But I saw the doctor getting the six inch needle ready as he stuck it into Brandon's eyelid right beside his eyeball. Sorry for the gross details, but I want you to understand the situation. It was scary as a mom watching this happen to your son. Fear had already gripped my thoughts. Now fear gripped my sight. Neither Brandon nor I were fearless in the situation. We were two fearful people trying to fake the other out that we weren't scared in a very scary situation. This is the danger of looking into a person's eyes when you're facing difficulties. No matter how good that person is, no matter how much they love you, how strong they are, or how they've walked through a situation in their own life before, they're human, so there will always be an element of fear in their eyes at some point. They cannot be your focus. There is no fear in Jesus' eyes. If Jesus were living now, I think he'd be one of those t-shirt wearing types of guys. He would totally wear one of those no fear shirts. I think one of Jesus' more shocking, fearless moves was when he walked out over the water and allowed Peter to join him for a stroll. This story is recorded in three out of four Gospels, so we know it's an important event in God's eyes. After a long day of ministry where Jesus and the disciple fed thousands of people, he instructed the disciples to cross over the Sea of Galilee while he went up to the hills to pray. John's record of the story tells us that when the disciples had rowed out about three or four miles, a storm kicks up and they're being tossed around and they're in trouble of capsizing the boat when all of a sudden they see a figure walking across the water. They rub their eyes and look again, but they still see what looks to be a guy walking across the water confused and not being able to grasp how any person could be walking across the water because no human could. Even on a calm day, they came to the logical conclusion that it must be a ghost. I wonder how many times we talk ourselves out of believing that something is God at work. Next, the story tells us how that strong, burly group of men were terrified as they looked out and cried out like Scooby and Shaggy. It's a ghost. Jesus tells them not to be afraid, to take courage and lets them know that it's him. Still uncertain it was Jesus, even after hearing his voice. Matthew records how Peter says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus says, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. We know Peter was focusing his eyes on Jesus. And I love how Eugene Peterson records this story in the message translation. He says, jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. Did you catch it? 
when he looked down, when he moved his focus from the one who could walk on water to the struggle surrounding him, Peter went from experiencing the supernatural to living in the completely natural and started to sink. Braver and wiser than the rest of the guys, Peter, in that brave, rough fisherman tone of voice, nah, he comes out like a chicken, like we would have been, and shouts out to Jesus, save me. And Jesus does, but chides him for lacking faith to walk on water and questions Peter on why he doubted him. Then when they climbed back in the boat, the storm stopped. I wish Jesus would ask us to run for him after he calmed the seas, so to speak. But just like this experience with the disciples, more times than not, I find Jesus asks us to walk on the stormy seas of life before he calms the turbulent situations around you. I think Jesus wants us to have the experience of the storm seas inside of you while the circumstances stay the same. And isn't that the greater miracle? I mean, who can't be nice when the problems go away? It's learning to be peaceful while the storm is raging, where the biggest miracles happen. I take chances on my own. It turns out it's we against the world. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around. And then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. If you're going to run to win, you'll have to keep your eyes on the prize and run with perseverance. I'm not sure if you remember life coach Andrea Chris from episode seven, way back at the beginning, who talked about risk. Well, a while ago, Andrea set a goal of doing a 5K run, but once she got going, she upped that goal to a 10K race. She trained for this for years and finished her 10K race. She was telling me how she knows her dream was realized because of all her practice runs. She told me how it was through her perseverance she was able to achieve her goal. In Ruth Shu Simon's book, Beholding and Becoming, she says a lot of great things. And when talking about the issue of perseverance and running your race, she said, practice creates progress, not perfection. I wish more than anything that we didn't have to tough stuff out. I wish I learned on the first lesson how to play a sport, an instrument, or to trust God. I wish seeing God work in one area of my life would fill me up with enough faith to believe him for life. Stink, I wish seeing God work in my life a thousand times like I've watched him move would cause me to sail through the troubles of life and that problems would be a breeze. But I'm human and maybe you are too. Humans have to learn to persevere. We have to learn how to face the tough stuff. That's why helicopter parenting, the never say no, just distract, give your kids everything they want, fix all their problems and make their lives easy parenting doesn't help your kids. That's not parenting like God the Father does. He lets us learn from the problems life brings on this earth. 
Romans 8, 28 teaches us this principle when it says that all things work together for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. You can trust that God will be with you and know that he works good things for you through the difficult situations in life. Forrest Gump might not have run with much focus, but he sure ran with perseverance. Forrest was a simple soul, born with some physical difficulties that caused him to wear leg braces. He's made fun of and mocked, and in one of the circumstances, in the middle of being taunted, he begins his escape plan, and as he runs, the braces fall off. He realizes through his difficult circumstance that he's a fast runner. Throughout the movie, Forrest keeps running and running and running through life. I know they used his name for the title of the movie, but I think they should have called it Run, Forrest, Run. Nothing stopped him. Not weather, not circumstances. Forrest kept on running. You'd be wise to take a lesson from Forrest and run, girl, run. Persevere, push through. You might have to slow down and catch your breath, but whatever you do, don't quit. Run with perseverance. Although we can learn a lot from that strange, long movie, I have to say, of all the running-inspired movies, my favorite is McFarland USA. And if you haven't seen this one, you've got to watch it. It's a true story about the life of a high school football coach, played by Kevin Costner, who's been demoted for freaking out on a player in the locker room and is forced to move his family to a very poor area and made to be a cross-country coach. The school is predominantly Latino, and to help ensure the families have good food on the table, they have to work in the fields before school. So when Costner approaches them about running for the school team, they're less than interested, but grow in determination to win. Between you and me, I went through a few Kleenexes for this one. Interestingly, the story takes place in the late 80s, when I was in high school, so we were actually running at the same time. Through much hard work and determination, this team of underdogs makes it all the way to their state finals. And unlike my experience, they leave as state champions. There's so much more to this story, but they persevere. They all showed through unbelievable difficulties. It's inspiring and it's true. Perseverance pays off. If you're going to run to win, you'll have to keep your eyes on the prize and run with perseverance. And the verse says, run your race. I love the movie Secretariat. In the movie, Penny Tweedy takes over managing the farm for her dad and remembers his words of advice to her as a child. Run your race. After her father's death, Penny's brother wanted to sell their horse secretariat to pay off taxes. He was planning that things would go downhill for the horse and that that would leave them, well, penniless, in the financial sense. His sister Penny was willing to take the risk in keeping secretariat and believed the horse was more valuable to them if they allowed him to continue racing. My favorite part is when Penny says, This is about life being ahead of you and you run at it because you never know how far you can go unless you run. Living the Christian life is compared to running a race on more than a few occasions. Never are we told to saunter or jog, but to run for the prize, run with purpose. Most everyone walks, but only the diligent run. Running with the prize in focus takes confidence and determination. 
If you run hard in the wrong direction, you get lost. But if you run hard in the right path, you will win. God has a race for each of you to run. Penny had hers, Secretariat had his, I have mine, and you have yours. No one can run your race for you. If you're going to run to win, you'll have to keep your eyes on the prize, run with perseverance, run your race, and run at your enemy. This story may shock a few of you who grew up in a bubble of Christianity. As you'll hear, that wasn't my experience. When I was young, my parents' auto mechanic shop was located in a rough area of downtown Hamilton. German Shepherd guard dogs kept the building safe. Some of the people who worked for our family had what you might call interesting backgrounds. One of my favorites was a guy named Jimmy. My sister Lori and I loved him. He was an excellent employee trying to cut all ties from his former connections when a dangerous biker gang started putting pressure on his little brother. I know it sounds like a scene from another movie, but it's not. This was real life, my life. In confidence, Jimmy went to the clubhouse to confront these guys and warn them to leave his brother alone. When Jimmy turned to walk away, they shot him in the back. Lori and I were distraught at Jimmy's funeral. As a little girl, I wondered why there were so many police in the funeral home all along the road and parked at the gravesite, but my adult self fully understands. Jimmy's fatal error was in turning his back to the enemy. All too often, we run away from the enemy, leaving ourselves open for attack. We read in 1 Samuel 17, 48, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. David was a born warrior, so he knew not to do this. He knew exactly how to defeat the enemy. Scripture tells us that David quickly ran out to meet Goliath. He didn't sit back, cower, or turn away and run away. David ran towards the enemy and won. If you're going to run to win, you'll have to keep your eyes on the prize. Run with perseverance. Run your race, and you'll have to run at your enemy. My challenge for you today is to ask God, what's the race that He has set out for you? Keep laser focused and run your race to win. It won't always be easy. There will be times where you have to run at the enemy, but it will be rewarding. And if you've read the end of the book, you'll win. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 95, Run to Win, on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and scripture graphics at soulh2o.com slash 95. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family, take a screen capture while listening on your device, and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.